Priority Talk. Welcome in. Greg Davis here with you. Nate Williams also. It is a Thursday evening of Priority Talk Radio here on Truth 101, WXJC, 101.1 FM, AM 850, also streaming live at WXJCRadio.com and the free WXJC Radio app for your mobile devices. Always find us at PriorityTalkRadio.com and you can find our podcast on any of the podcast platforms that you may listen to. We're there. Just search Priority Talk, and you'll find it very quickly. All right. Uh, glad to be here. We're all in person. I'm back in studio today. Got out of Montgomery about, I think it was about 2.30 when I got out. I hung around for uh, most all of the discussion um, for the IVF issue, in vitro fertilization. I'll uh, speak to that in a few moments, but uh, it's good to be back in studio. It's just easier to do the show when I'm here. You know what I mean? A lot yes. less complicated. and lot less things to go wrong that is very true while we're here so uh so so glad to be here uh, i'm going to be here for the better part of the show and then sliding out and nate's going to finish it out tonight and you've got a a great topic and a special guest coming up during the second hour right yes uh, we'll have uh, chuck mason onto the show to talk about his book how do i talk to my kids about social justice i know when it comes to some of those things good topic yeah critical race theory and all that it can make us nervous a little bit uh, involving those kind of topics and family conversation and it shouldn't um you know in the alabama legislature uh just passed in the senate a, a divisive concepts bill um and the house had already passed it last year so i'm quite sure the house is going to pass it again it's going to become law a divisive concepts and crt certainly a uh, a divisive concept so how do you talk to your kids about these kinds of issues uh from woke indoctrination especially in in the public schools which happens more than we like to admit that's why there's a law being passed uh, which i think if passed would at, would um would basically get rid of all of the colleges that have these um uh, diversity equity and inclusion offices you know that would be great. Uh, they're, and they're, they've got, you know, multiple employees and, you know, their only job is to go around and, um, you know, indoctrinate. Yeah. Point their finger at people. And uh, so if this bill becomes law, it would do away with those um, schools. Well, I say this, there wouldn't be any funding for it. Let's say it that way. Uh, so anyway, that would be huge. So, no, that is uh, I had wanted to speak with uh, Chuck Mason and I was just not able to coordinate it. Uh, he. Um, I wasn't able to coordinate it, and I'm glad you were able to get him on. Just harder for me to do those interviews when I'm away basically three or four days a week when I'm not here in studio. So glad you're able to, going to be able to visit with him this evening. I know that'll be a great conversation. I had a great conversation last night when I was able to do with Lee Strobel. Really always enjoy visiting with him. And, of course, he will be here uh, this weekend uh, in Alabama. So check that out. We've got it on our show notes, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Uh, show notes, and uh, you can find out where Lee Strobel will be here in the area. I know you guys, uh, there'll be some of you that will want to get out and see him. We had some text messages of folks that are big Lee Strobel, you know, fans. Fans may be too strong a word. They they like Lee Strobel. They like yeah. his work, his writings, and uh, they, they lean on his uh, apologetics quite often. And so they were thrilled that um, he was going to be on the show. So, um and he's been on multiple times. And then uh, today I had somebody send me a uh, some information from Live Action. 
Uh, they're a very pro-life you know group and uh, they didn't know if i'd ever heard of them or not and i was glad to get the report that they sent me from live action but we were well aware of live action because the founder lila rose has been on the program multiple times over the years and she is a fantastic spokesperson for uh for pro-life issues and if you don't follow live action on social media twitter or go to their website fairly frequently to keep up with uh, pro-life issues you absolutely should i think from a national standpoint they are just as good as it gets so uh but lila rose has been on the program multiple times over the years so we appreciate that feedback though anytime any listeners send us um you know good information we certainly appreciate it we read it we look at it if we don't respond that doesn't mean we didn't get to see it it's just hard to respond to everything okay uh, you know, we're reaching a lot of people. A lot of people are interacting with us in multiple ways, from text to email to phone calls. And so um, some, sometimes and Facebook messages and, you know, Twitter messages, all kinds of stuff. So sometimes it just gets hard to uh, I see it, but then we don't can't respond to everything. So uh, but we do appreciate you when you send us something. We're very, very grateful for that and for your interaction. OK, we're going to uh, keep it sort of um, more local here during the first hour. You know, the same issues uh, are dominating um, the the morality of our state, the legislature right now that they're dealing with. I hope these issues are being dealt with in the church. I've seen some really good posts over the last couple of days from some pastors uh, speaking out on the in vitro fertilization issue. I mean, just outstanding posts. Uh, and, of course, you know, we've also um, made note of some pastors who have written some really good um, written some good information and also preached sermons recently on uh, on gambling issues. So hopefully the church is responding to some of these issues. You know, pastors, you you know this stuff is going on. Look, the IVF issue um, affects a lot of people. You've got people in your church that you probably don't even realize um, either have uh, used IVF services. Uh, or they are thinking about using IVF services or someone in their family has used, I mean, it's, it's, or they're in the process right now and you don't even know it. Sometimes families keep that quiet. They don't go out and, uh, you know, tell everybody, Hey, we're right in the middle of in vitro fertilization. They just don't do that. Some do, but some don't. So you've got people sitting in your pews on Sunday, sitting in our Sunday school classes in your prayer meetings on Wednesday night in our small groups, and they're dealing with this issue. And when you're when the pulpit is silent on them to tell them this is an issue of life, sanctity of life, there's not an issue that we could be speaking out more clearly on than this one. So pastors, lead the way. You know, it's easy to get frustrated at our legislators, but there's only a handful of them that are actually ministers that are pastors. Um, you know they're dealing with it in the day the way they deal with it uh, and you got to deal with it in the way you deal with it so I just encourage you don't be irrelevant and it's easy to be that way don't be afraid to speak out and speak up on some of these issues because you really do deem yourself irrelevant your people think if you don't speak on these issues and give them a biblical way of thinking about it that's what causes them, in, in some respects, to separate their church life from their real life. That's what I do over there, and then I live my life, and the two have nothing to do to one another because we're not bridging that. 
we're not we're not showing how the secular secular and the sacred uh, we're not bridging those together and showing how it's really all sacred uh, you've got to do that so uh, I've seen some really great comments from some pastors thank you for that uh, the House and the Senate today spent um, basically big portions of their days I'm not going to say they didn't do anything else because they did but certainly big chunks of both the uh, Alabama House and the Alabama Senate today were spent literally dealing with the issue of life. So if you think what goes on in Montgomery is, um, is just something that doesn't matter to the church, it doesn't matter to us as believers, well, you should have been there and you should have listened in today. Um, it was um, some of the more... Um, you know, a compelling testimony that I've heard when it comes to uh, upholding a, a moral, spiritual standard and, and specifically toward the sanctity of human life. Um, there were some great, some warriors, I mean, I'm talking legislative warriors who stood up and spoke out uh, in the House this morning. I, I can, I'll think of a few and I'll mention them. And we've got one, I actually recorded some of it, and I want to play it for you and let you hear what was heard from the House floor. Now, we have others who um, either uh, stayed silent or capitulated. Mm. You know, um, the IVF issue, the Supreme Court ruled on that last week. And, uh, you know, look, these our, our uh, Supreme Court justices from the chief justice down to the associates. I know many of them. In fact, I was with two of them this morning. They were at our prayer breakfast this morning. Two of the two of the justices were with us. And, um, you know, th these people care a, a, a strong Christian worldview. Um, they've taken a lot of heat for their decisions. I mean, they didn't tell me that specifically, but I know they have. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying they're telling me something. I don't, I don't want to make you think that they said that to me or they were complaining or something. I just know that they're under a heavy burden because they made a ruling that literally has reverberated around the country and around the world for that matter. If you don't follow it, look, I just uh, got a got an article. I was interviewed by the Epic Times. I just posted that, as a matter of fact. Um, if you want to go over to my Twitter account, AlcapGreg, A-L-C-A-P Greg, I just posted that article there and... Um, uh, and, you know, and that was part of the discussion was the Ep Epic Times, you know, called on me and some other state and a couple of state uh, representatives uh, on that and some other issues. So, look, this has brought the attention of the world to the eyes, to the state of Alabama. We are a pro-life state. We literally have it in the Constitution from 2018. We literally have the strictest, strongest abortion laws in the country. And now here we are with an in vitro fertilization issue where we have really an opportunity to say life begins at conception, at fertilization, when the egg and the sperm, whether it's in the womb or out of the womb, we literally have the, the opportunity to just lay that down for the world to hear, to set a standard of life. And we didn't do that. Now, I'm not saying mm. we did the opposite, and I'm not saying we won't do it going forward. But when we, we had some opportunity to do that, 
and um, and when it wasn't as strong as I would like for it to have been. Mm. Uh, not all, not all people that are pro-life are equally pro-life. Some are mostly pro-life, a little bit of pro-life, somewhat pro-life, and then you got others who say that all life is valuable, and all life is sacred, and literally the best pro-life speech I well in the Senate I'll say this in the Senate. I sat there in the gallery. The best pro-life speech I heard all day came from the minority leader of the Senate, Senator Bobby Singleton out of Greene County. The Democrat minority leader gave the best pro-life speech I've heard all day Mm. because he was saying, you guys say life begins at conception. Well, what about these embryos? What about these babies? He he said, I'm going to quit calling them embryos. They're children. They're babies. What about them? What about them? And uh, and some of our people were just, uh, well, you know, we'll talk about that going forward. Uh, I'm not sure when life begins. Um, and now others weren't. I got to say, uh, uh, Doctor Stutz, Senator Stutz, uh, he 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 was strong. He said, oh, I, he said, look, life already began at conception before the Supreme Court ever ruled that. He said, "Surprise!" He said, "But I'm glad the Supreme Court got it right." But um, I mean, we had a chance today. I, I'm going to play for you uh, some audio here in a few minutes of one state representative who went to the floor and really uh, laid it down. All right, before we go though, let's take a quick phone call, and uh, it's Brandon is with us up in Athens. Athens. That's right, Brandon in Athens. Go right ahead, buddy. Hey man, um, yeah, I got my choose life tag uh, a few minutes ago. Just letting you all know that. Well, man, that's great. So so you went, renewed your tag? Is that what you did? Yeah, I went to renew. My renew date is February. So it was the first time at $55. There's like a little five extra That's dollars. right. That's right. It's 50 plus the $5, and, and then from then on, it's 50 Yes. So you got the yellow Choose Life tag, and $41.25 of that will go directly to the uh, Pregnancy Resource Centers up in North Alabama. Well, Brandon, that is wonderful. Did you do that just because you've heard it here on the show? Was that sort of what prompted you? Yes, after that and then the interview. So then I was planning on doing that. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Brandon. It's good to hear from you. Thank you for doing that. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, my friend. All right, Brandon Athens. That's good. I hope a lot of the rest of you are doing that as well. I did. I got two Choose Life tags back in January. So I hope everybody else is doing that as well. All right, let's go to a quick break. Come back on the other side, and I'll play this audio for you when we return. Priority talk. Did you know that you can choose life when renewing your automobile tax? Choose Life Alabama is celebrating 20 years of license plate sales in Alabama. Over those 20 years, $4.4 million has been given to pregnancy resource centers just from the sales of Choose Life Auto Tags. Each year, Alabamians pay an extra $50 for approximately 6,000 automobile license plates. The great majority of those funds go directly to local pregnancy resource centers and other pro-life causes. By placing a Choose Life tag on a vehicle, you're also encouraging people to protect the unborn who are made in God's image. In this 20th year of Choose Life Alabama, 
Priority Talk listeners could easily help double the number of Choose Life automobile tags purchased and therefore double the amount of funds given back to your local pregnancy resource centers. Choose Life Alabama is a low-maintenance, high-impact virtual organization with practically no overhead and no physical location. Learn how you can make sure no unborn life is lost by visiting ChooseLifeAlabama.org. Pregnancy resource centers around the state greatly depend on this annual funding from license plate renewals. Learn how you can help at ChooseLifeAlabama.org. I'm Lila Rose, president of Live Action and author of Fighting for Life, and you're listening to Priority Talk. So what are we And we're back in, and it's Priority Talk Radio. Good news, Christian values, 22 minutes after 5 here on this Thursday evening. Now, uh, I'll be back tomorrow for the full show. Uh, I've got good friends of mine coming in tomorrow that are actually working here in Alabama, um, and they're working with a national organization, and we're coordinating uh, prayer rallies at all 50 state capitals simultaneously this spring. And I want to let you know about what's going to be happening, not only around the nation, but here in Alabama and what role we can play in that. Prayer is, uh, is a big, big issue, and we need to be better equipped uh, for praying for our state and for our nation. So uh, uh, tune in for that tomorrow. We'll have that good long-form um, discussion tomorrow about prayer and all 50 states. You know, a few years ago, Franklin Graham traveled the country, and— uh, this was back, what, in about maybe 2015? And he went to all 50 state capitals and held rallies, prayer rallies, on all 50 state capital steps, including here in Alabama. And I went to the one in Alabama. Robert Bentley was governor. He came out and was part of it. Of course, that was right before he had to resign. But we won't go there. But um, there was a huge crowd there for it. But he went to all 50 states over a period of a year. But we're talking about having a simultaneous prayer rally in all 50 states, on all 50 state capitals, at the same time. I don't know that anybody's ever pulled that off before, but we're going to be part of trying to make it happen. All right, I'm going to play that audio for you here soon. Uh, 205-941-1011 is our phone number. Call or text 205-941-1011. And we head out to Pelham, Alabama. Jack is with us. Go right ahead. Hey, this is Jack. Um, so on this um, discussion on the embryo, I kind of feel like the public gets thrown under the bus in the fact that while I think this uh, legislation is absolutely down, going down the right um, trail, um, we're missing a lot of the reality of how does this uh, protect women and the uh, the the ability for Christian families to establish a family through IVR and such, because so many things can go wrong, and there's so so much unknown about how all this is going to work now. What you got to say? Uh, yes, sir. I um, I agree with you. Look, we're I'm, we're not against IVF. I'm not at all. Um, in fact, I, I we've had um, have a family member um, that was. Uh, through IVF, so uh, so we're not against it. Uh, we but we have an issue here where we 
have to contend with the, uh, the, the, the embryos or what's now basically children that uh, are not, not used, you know, um, that are left over, basically, for lack of a better word. Uh, that's where the issue is at. I'm not sure if we, if I'm hearing what you're saying, or if you, if if that's what you were interested in, I, I, explain to me just a little further what you're saying. Well, so we say embryo. Is this a fertilized egg, or is this just an egg? No, fertilized. Yes. Fertilized egg, and it's frozen. If it's yes, yes, sir. Okay. And who has? So the question is, who has control over whether or not it it becomes? or it uh, is given the opportunity to produce life. Well, I think right now that's, and, a, that's a big issue. Right. And, and then, so we come out with this ruling, but yet it creates so many unknown answers. And who's, the politicians just seem to disappear, and then the public's left with a lot of unknowns and... So who do they turn to to get the right answers? Well, I hope we can turn to uh, turn to the church and, and turn to other people who who carry a a, a proper worldview. Uh huh. I'm, I'm I'm not sure exactly where you want me to get to. Help help me out more if you can. Well, so we got a lot of frozen embryos. We do. The owner of those embryos might not want to do anything with them. Yep. So are they legally, you know, responsible for those? Well, that's what's got to be worked or, out. The, the, yeah, the Supreme Court ruled that they are persons. Um, that, uh-huh. So, so they're persons, and so okay. uh, they've they've we've got to uh, figure out uh, a, a better path forward than what we have now, which is where we have untold numbers of uh, of, of embryos slash children that uh-huh. are, are in a freezer somewhere and so what would your solution be to this well i th- i think the uh, i think the ivf industry is going to have to reevaluate the way they do business um mm-hmm. i i think they're set up for you know, i think they do things opinion, in what would your perfect solution be well i'm not i'm not an ivf doctor so i don't know if i can give you a perfect solution but i think uh-huh. that i think that what we have to do is not produce um Egg uh, embryos that we're not going to use, and uh, and that that changes the business model. I know because uh, we overproduce now because it's more efficient to do it that way, probably more cost effective. But if those are persons and they have been ruled as persons by the Alabama Supreme Court, um, you know, there, there's got to be a way to. That's one way to deal with it, is not to overproduce as much. Uh, Jack, buddy, I'm up against the bottom of the hour. I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, great. Thank okay, you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, bye bye. All right, good good conversation. Glad to have it. I, I I didn't know if he knew more or less than I know. Sounds like we were just trying to figure it out together. We'll be right back. Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry, your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. 
Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly hometown dentist in Coleman. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, We return after the bottom of the hour, and uh, it's just after 5.30 on this Thursday evening. Thank you for being with us. It's Priority Talk Radio, Good News Christian Values here on Truth 101, WXJC. Just a reminder now, next Tuesday is the Alabama primary. Uh, so Democrat or Republican, uh, it's it's a big vote day next Tuesday here in the state of Alabama. And you notice how I'm saying Tuesday different, Nate? Are you picking up on that? I'm very sad yeah, that you're yeah, saying it now different. It's not, I'm, I'm being more careful about how I say it. I, I, I don't like me, that. You help me, I help you. No, I don't like that because yeah, it was a, it was a dis- distinct pronunciation of Tuesday. Okay, well, I'm more careful with it now. <sighs> Tuesday. It, it was like a... It was like a British inflection, just a British way of saying yeah. it. No, I, I, I didn't mind no, it at all. No, I got it right now. So next mm. Tuesday is the uh, primary here in Alabama. We're part of Super Tuesday now. You know, in, in years past, our primaries were not until like May. And it was the presidential primary in particular was kind of all done, you know. And of course, this one's pretty much done now, too. You know, yeah. would have thought being on Super Tuesday, we would be part of really be a big part of the process. But not uh, this time. no, it's I mean, both of both Democrat and Republican are pretty much already uh, already done. So um, anyways, hey, stay with us next hour. Uh, I'm going to slide out and Nate is going to be visiting with uh, Chuck Mason. How do I talk to my kids about social justice? And so we're talking about critical race theory, cancel culture, uh, LGBTQ movement. Uh, how do you talk to your kids about these things? How do you protect your kids from woke indoctrination? That'll be Nate's discussion with Chuck Mason coming up next hour. Um, all right. Um, we've been talking about the IVF issue. I appreciate Jack's call from Pelham. And let me just boil it down. The, you know, the big issue, bottom line issue, and the legislature will have to deal with it. They sort of put a Band-Aid on it today, and they say they're going to deal with it going forward. But the problem was in the bill in the House and the Senate, it was sponsored by uh, Senator Tim Melson and Representative Terry Collins, both from districts in our listening audience, and uh, both both fine people. I love both of their company. They're both a lot of fun and uh, and very conscientious. Uh, and they, I guess they were doing what they felt like they needed to do, okay? Uh, but my problem, and a lot of people's problem, there were amendments offered. When this bill first was um, proposed to, to sort of uh, make it easier for the uh, IVF clinics to open back up, you know, because some of them closed when the ruling of the Supreme Court came. They didn't have to close. No. They just closed, okay? The Supreme Court ruling did not shut anyone down. They looked at their practices and said, uh-oh, if we continue to do business the way we've done it, we might have a problem. So they shut down, and the IVF industry looked at the legislature and said, 
what are y'all what are you guys going to do and so far the legislature has said we're going to do what uab tells us to do <laughs> the, the clinic there uh, they have wielded um, a lot of power and and, and and I'm sure other IVF, uh, you know, clinics as well along with them. But UAB certainly was the elephant in the room and basically uh, granted them immunity from the past and going forward uh, for, for, in, for things that may happen outside the ordinary. They, they just kind of said, you've got immunity. Well, when the bill was first proposed, it had what's called a sunset on it, which is a date down the road where that ends. Okay, and you know, if you give immunity, you know, and that's true with anything—a tax cut, a tax credit, immunity—they'll put a date on it, and it runs out unless the legislature extends it. Well, there was a date on there for you know about a year from now. More, I think actually more than a year, and they took that date out. So there is right now immunity in this industry. I'm not going to say they can do anything they want. But they can certainly continue doing what they've been doing with immunity. And it was for the industry, for the parents, across the board, immunity, with no end date. Now, an end date would have said to, would have made legislators have to come up with another solution. It gave them a deadline, in other words. They would have had to have a solution or extend by that sunset date. But when you take that date out of it, it is just never ending. They just got immunity going forward with no end date on it. Now, they'd said they did this because somewhere down the road, IVF clinics would go, okay, this process of working with a family takes, I'm just gonna throw out round numbers, okay? This isn't correct, I'm just, example. It takes six months. So when they would get six months out from that end date, the IVF clinics might would go, hey, we're going to quit doing IVF because we're within the six-month window, and we don't want to get midstream and then have to stop, okay? If the, if the legislature doesn't do what we need them to do, we could get caught kind of holding the bag. Does that make sense? Yeah. There, there'd be a window. So that's why they took it out. It's what That was what was you know given as a reason. It sounds like a legitimate reason, uh, but... Th- but now we've got immunity going forward with no end date on it with a promise that we're going to do something about it. A promise that we're going to do something about it. But let me tell you, we, we saw how powerful the IVF industry was this week from, from doctors and lobbyists and just parents showing up at the state house. Quite honestly, I told you yesterday there were hundreds of them there on quick turnaround. I mean, they hadn't been working on this for months. They've been working on it for a week. Yeah. Hundreds showed up, and it made a big difference, a big difference. They got in those legislators' offices, and they talked to them, and they told their stories, and it made a big difference, which is what I'm always telling our audience. It makes a difference when you contact your legislator, and it makes more of a difference when you come down there. So we saw the influence that can be had, and uh, most of the parents I talked to in the hallways were not necessarily um, super pro-life people. They were just wanting IVF and they, the ones I talked to were not very concerned about the embryo slash persons that are left over 
or that go unused. They were not very concerned about them. I, I, I would bring it up. Well, hey, what about the extra embryos? And they would look at me with a blank look like they hadn't even, I don't think many of them had even thought about it, quite honestly. And you can offer those for adoption. Um, they can just stay frozen um, an and undetermined amount of time. But is that even right? To have what's been deemed as a person? Now, it's, it's not in the mother's womb. It's not been implanted, but it's conception. And a freezer indefinitely? Is, is that really hmm. what we want? I, I think those are the decisions that have got to be made. And we need to hope and pray that uh, people who are truly pro-life and not sort of pro-life or kind of pro-life or mostly pro-life make these decisions uh, on how to regulate this industry and what they can and can't do. So there were some really strong, uh, and if I miss one, I'm sorry, but I, know, I do know that Representative Susan DeBose gave a strong speech today from the floor. Um, uh, Representative Ben Harrison out of Stream, North Alabama, he gave a great represent, uh, speech today as well. Uh, there were others in the House. Like I said, I thought uh, Dr. Stutz handled himself very well in the Senate. Representative Ernie Yarbrough, though, out of Harvest, Got, gave a very impassioned speech, and I and I was, I know that I know that Representative Yarbrough is a passionate guy. So when he got up to talk, I th and and I know he's very 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 pro life, okay, and passionate about this issue, because I just I know him. So I said, you know what, this might be good. <laughs> so I got my phone out and I just hit record, and I'm sitting up in the gallery. It's coming through the speaker. It's not the greatest quality, but I just hit record and thought this might be worth recording and I think it's worth you guys hearing and getting a little bit of the flavor of some of what was said here on the floor today and, and keep in mind he's making this speech and there's people some people paying attention and listening but for the most part people on the floor Republican and Democrat they're not even paying attention they're not even listening to the arguments on this most important critical sanctity of life issue so here's Representative Ernie Arbo. This is about seven minutes long, okay? So we're going to let it play, and I want and just listen. I know it's a little harder to hear. Turn up your radio a little bit and tune in and just hear a flavor of what he had to say. And he offered an amendment, and it was uh, voted down. And you'll hear the amendment, and you'll hear that it was voted down. Here we go. If you've seen the famous TV series entitled Reacher, you will be familiar with one of his most famous lines. In an investigation, details matter. I, like many of you, probably am not an expert on IVF. I'm obviously pro-life and pro-family, and I unequivocally stand with the principle that life begins at fertilization. After reading the court's decision and doing some initial research, I became concerned. I was glad to see many IVF proponents here yesterday so that I could ask questions. What I had learned and read up to yesterday had me very concerned that the Alabama Supreme Court in a state whose official position is pro-life and therefore defends that life begins at fertilization, could have possibly, don't know, but possibly uncovered a silent holocaust going on in our state. As I listened to many conversations going on yesterday, there were many good things said like, I believe in family. I want people to have the chance at being parents. Those are obviously great and noble sentiments that I fully support. But what I also noticed was that there seemed to be, at least from what I overheard, 
a lack of asking detailed pro-life questions, serious questions, where we are, after all, dealing with the life and death of children. So I asked our visitors yesterday, what about embryos, children that are left over? And is it not possible to do IVF in a pro-life way that treats embryos as children because they are, and still gives parents the options to have a family? And I was told things like, we need to be able to discard embryos the parents don't want. I was told things by doctors in lab coats that we need to be able to test and to discard embryos that we think may have genetic issues. I was in shock. You mean like Down syndrome babies? You mean like special needs babies? This IVF proponent was then asked, are you by chance pro-life or pro-choice? Oh, I'm pro-choice, was the immediate response. So then someone was found who was a, a proponent of IVF that said they were pro-life. They were asked if they were sure that all the people wearing orange were after the same goal in the same way. They were asked, for example, if you fertilize 10 eggs and keep two, what do you do with the other eight embryos? The other eight children, do you just discard them? The response was one of thoughtful shock. And then this sweet lady said, you know, I never thought about that. I, I guess everyone here isn't after the same thing after all. We in this chamber may not be IVF experts, but if we had to be experts on everything, we wouldn't pass any laws. Our job is to ensure that what happens in this state is for the good of Alabama, not only in what is done, but how it is done. Good things must be done in a moral, righteous, and legal manner that preserves, promotes, and protects life. The book of James says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. We have probably all been bombarded in the last few days with not only IVF proponents, but much data that should cause us concern. This is why, seeking the face of God, the First Continental Congress took time to fast and pray and stop congressional proceedings in order to seek the face of God. I am learning of other ways this could be handled that would not involve the destruction of embryos, of children. In other words, does not wisdom cry unto us that if we have found a potential silent holocaust of our children, that we should pause, just stop. I quoted Jack Reacher, I'll quote Vanilla Ice. Stop, collaborate, and listen. And if the self-imposed pause that IVF facilities in this state have put on themselves must continue until we determine what is moral and righteous and life-preserving, is this not worth the pause? Can there be any issue more pressing than making sure that we are not endorsing the destruction of the lives of children? If we have, by God's providence, had this issue, we've had it put in our laps, not by any pursuit of our own. It is incumbent upon us to sit in the pause. And like the first Congress under George Washington, take some time maybe to fast and pray and seek the face of God while we pause what could potentially be the destruction of children that we maybe weren't even aware was going on. There are paths forward. There are options that we can pursue. But by rushing this through and not taking time to maybe pause IVF, sit in the pause, and really do our job to make sure that we are not signing the death warrant of Alabama children, it is our responsibility to make sure that we know exactly what is going on and what in the world we're even doing. In the name of all that is holy and good, God in heaven above, help us. 
Sometimes stopping what is going on and doing nothing until we know what it is we are actually endorsing is the only right choice. We otherwise run the risk of opening a Pandora's box and undoing all the good that many of you have in this room have fought to obtain. We're giving blanket immunity, but do we really know what we're giving that immunity to? The psalmist said, Selah, pause, stop. If we don't know what we're endorsing, we have to be careful. We have to be careful. So if we're going to give immunity, we have to make sure that whatever we're giving immunity to or for is not the death of children. So I have an amendment to offer, and the amendment on this bill... Clark, say the amendment. Amendment to House Bill Number 237 by Representative Yarborough. Representative Yarborough, if you're explaining your amendment. Yes, thank you, sir. It simply adds, doesn't, doesn't strike what's there, but it adds that subsection A shall not provide immunity to a person who intentionally causes the death of an unborn child. And that's my amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. At this time, we've worked so hard with every and and or in this bill that is representative that terry collins my goal to keep the bill like it is today because it's agreed upon to open so at this time i need to let this amendment on the table yeah you heard the sponsors wishes there's a late amendment on the table if you'd like to lay it on the table vote is aye not vote is no whereupon lock machine the members will vote okay so the the vote happened that was a a simple amendment to say there is no immunity for those who intentionally, intentionally cause the death of an unborn child, which by the Alabama Supreme Court ruling are these embryos, these children that are fertilized, that we are holding in a freezer, that would intentionally cause the death of an unborn child. The vote not to do that, not to move forward with that amendment. You heard Representative Collins kind of say, no, not right now. The vote was 65 to 26, not to add that, with six abstentions. That's terrible. 63 or 65 to 26. Now, they may come back and do that later, okay? I get it. They may do it later, but there's no deadline set for when these things have to be done. So we have given immunity to even those who would intentionally do this. All right, got to go to break. On the other side, we'll be back. Priority Talk. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. While a marketing vendor focuses on profit, a marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728. That's 205-332-3728. Or go to their website at dotedison.com. I'm Evangelist Alveda King, and you're listening to Priority Talk. Okay.
Okay, we're back in at just three or four minutes until uh, six o'clock, and uh, we'll be back for hour number two, um, six until seven. I'll be here to get it started, then I'm going to slide out, and uh, Nate's going to handle the backside of this uh, uh, show tonight as we he uh, visits with Chuck Mason, uh, talking about how you talk with your kids or grandkids about social justice and those type of issues, critical race theory, and uh, subjects such as that, uh, woke culture, things like that. Uh, very interesting discussion. Nate's uh, well qualified to ask good questions on that topic. Well, I don't know about that. I'm well qualified to listen to, uh, you know, a great conversation I'm sure we're about uh, to have in that second ask good hour. questions? Hey, there we go. I, you, I try. You got some I questions, I hope. Yeah, yes, we'll, we'll probably have a few. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Again, good. the book, How Do I Talk to My Kids About Social Justice. Got it. All right. Let me mention as well, I will be um, in Hueytown, Alabama this Sunday morning preaching in the uh, worship time there, Hueytown at North Highland Baptist Church. All right, my friend Michael Wallace is pastor there. I think he's away this weekend and uh, has me coming in to uh, to bring the message Sunday morning there to North Highland, a really uh, vibrant church there uh, in, uh, in Hueytown, Alabama. So I've been, I was there about two years ago, and I'm uh, thrilled to be back with them again on Sunday morning. And uh, so if you can join us, not, not pulling you away from your church, but if you need a place to worship on Sunday morning and you're near Hueytown, uh, come on and be with us, um, North Highland Baptist Church. I think that's at 10 a.m. Check the website and make sure. All righty, we'll come back, and uh, I'll get the top of the hour going and before I slide out, so hang with us. Uh, text us if you've got thoughts, questions, or comments, 205-941-1011, and uh, we'll look at those during the break and uh, comment on any that we need to, 205-941-1011. It's Priority Talk. Greg Davis, Nate Williams here. Stay with us. A whole other hour yet to come. 